Welcome, everybody, to season two, episode six of The Psychologists Are In. I am Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmondson. And today we have an amazing episode for you guys. You all have been asking for him, and we finally got him. This week's guest is Sage Brocklebank, aka Officer Buzz McNabb. This was such a fun episode. It's so much fun catching up with Sage. Cannot wait for you guys to listen. Enjoy. Should I introduce our uh, our incredible guest, Arm? Do it, please. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, viewers of all ages. Can I add in one thing? Sure. This is actually a moment I believe you've all been waiting for because we've had a lot of requests for this person from you psychos, and we are so lucky to have him. Go on, Tim. Uh, I was just going to say, you've been waiting for him, yeah. and we we are finally giving our audience what they're asking for. <laughs> He's... um. I'll just give you hints. He's very tall. He's very handsome. He's incredibly talented. Essentially, like in essence, he is the epitome of West Coast Canadian. <laughs> One of the most aggressively nice human beings you'll ever come across. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Sage Brocklebank is in the house. Thanks, guys. This is very exciting. It's exciting for us, too, because we haven't seen you talk to you in a while and it's so great oh wait tim should we do uh our our um hang on i'll just do it hi tim hey maggie <laughs> you look very handsome today tim thanks maggie you look very pretty thanks tim okay back to you sage um <laughs> sage you look very handsome you guys, too. you guys do that every every episode that's like a little chipmunk intro that you guys do everyone it is chipmunky actually now that i'm thinking yeah. about it um Yes, we do, uh, because that is actually how Tim and I um, greet each other in real life. Mm. Every time we talk, IRL, fourteen times a day, and it usually begins with "Hi, Tim," or if it's a voice note, "Hi, Maggie." So, and then I've I've learned to I've learned to just text, "Hi, Maga." Maga. He spells it correctly. Maga. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, I got I got to say something before we start. Um, I know that lately I've really been feeling a little cocking saying that all these episodes are amazing, but this episode in particular is going to um, really knock some people's socks off. <laughs> Not just because we have amazing Sage Brockbank here, but um, for a reason that I will reveal in our very first first. Mm-hmm. When we get there, yes. We are, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to, that's a little tease for you guys. Um. <laughs> Sage, I love it. I love I love the enthusiasm. Sage also has uh, this like giant can light up a room smile, um, which there'll be some snippets on social media you guys can see, but um, you can, you can always, you, we can, and you, and a voice, there's always this like cheerful, as Tim said, like just this, like uh, the nicest, happiest, jolliest always Um, from, from the get go. And now today, um, Sage, how are you? What's happening? Well, thank you for saying all that. I mean, it uh It's all true. True. Yeah, I like such a wonderful experience being a part of Psych with you guys and, you know, the uh the family that was created on that show was really something special and uh I mean, it's the only show I've ever done for 8 seasons and 3 movies, so I don't have anything to compare it to. Uh, <laughs> same. And same. It was wonderful. Same. You know, and uh, I don't know what it was like for for you guys. I just rewatched the episode uh, uh, last night, and I, I thought we all look so young. We, 
Right. We look that so young. That is one of the main things we all tend to think think as well. Babies. We were You're babies. Alone there, so young. Yeah. I know. We we all, all right. That's that's the most most of it's positive. That's the painful part of it. Oh well no. I mean in you know in a in a way that yeah, just like dimply faces and just so different and uh like I've got gray hair now on the side. I've I've got this crazy Look haircut at your I'm doing. Juice, where, Sage. I love it. Yeah, I'm kind of going for like the peaky blinders thing going on. And you know what's funny is I'm I have this business where I work on I restore old houses in Vancouver and then I fix them up and I sublease them out. And I've been doing that for about four years. And and I'm working on this crazy indoor pool that we're converting into like a yoga studio slash dance studio kind of rave or party space for them. And Tim and then, I are uh, on our way. Tennis court. Yeah. But look at, so this is my work hat I'm wearing and it's got a little paint on it. But if you go around, wait for it, wait for it. Oh, oh SBPD for those of you right not being now. able to watch because it's um an audio podcast. I do have to go yeah. back a second. Uh, so speaking of how young we it. all looked, Maggie miraculously looks better now than she did then out of all of us. It's, it's no, it's, it's true. Oh yeah, no, it's true. That's she really doesn't look like sweet. she aged like the rest of us. Oh, stop it. You guys look fantastic. We're, are we, you living on like super greens and like fountain <laughs> of youth or what are, what is your secret? I, I, it's lots of wine, believe it or not. Oh. No, I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I don't. Thank you all. That's very sweet. And I'm, the occasional I'm, glass of a uh, blood of a virgin. Oh, what? What? Ew, what's that? You said like you don't know. <laughs> I really don't. What is that? Is that what it is? Well, I mean, Tim, Tim's Blood done a lot virgin. of those, uh, you know, uh, those kind of vampire shows. And so and oh. he, he worked on, um, you know, so he's quite familiar with the traditions, I think, of, of how people reclaim their youth. I, w- I, would, I would postulate. I, I, did, um, I did an episode of Smallville, gosh, in like 2002, I want to say. And my character, my I was I was evil, and my character uh, wanted to stay in high school, but I was like a ninety year old woman, and I, in order for me to stay young, I had to kiss a boy and suck the youth out of him, uh, and I did that um, for. So that's another yeah, way, I guess, you can stay young. <laughs> 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 that's what I've been doing, anyway. Lots of kisses, uh, lots of kisses, lots, lots of kisses, so many kisses. Um, so you're renovating places and renting them out. Are you, you're, you're still acting, yeah? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 still doing some acting and um, hoping to do more. I think I, I want to write and perform in, in a one man show uh, about, you know, the, the chronicles of, of, uh, of my life. Like, you know, I was a professional poker player for right, um, right. for some time and uh and then i've got this crazy hustle working on the houses and and uh so i have lived a pretty and i go to burning man and all that stuff so there's some good stories probably there that that um you do not have I a dull tell. life I, no you i remember no. you coming back sometimes after like we wouldn't see you for like an episode or two or something and it was never like have you been oh you know just uh you know hanging out working it was never that it was like i'm adventuring no. around the world i've been here i've been there it was always wild it was it was great it's so funny because buzz yeah. is so like like <laughs> sweet and you would imagine him just like going home to his wife and tim <laughs> i have so many memories of you sage like see you First thing in the morning in the makeup trailer, you 
on a bright, you know, really early on a Monday morning, you'd just gotten off a plane from Vegas where you were out uh, making yeah. dough as a hotshot poker player. Yeah. 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 And, and that's more sometimes. You really were at the psych poker games because we're not going to let a shark in there. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, you no, were out true, playing real true. poker somewhere. And we were afraid oh, we, of you. We were going to do a game one time. Oh, yeah. Do right. And then someone got in a car accident. Whoa, what? Yeah, there was. We were going to do a game at the Sutton Place. And I can't, someone got in a car accident because I had the that chips ready. That would have been and it was, me. I think I was the only one who had a car accident on, would it have been like season three, four? Uh, probably. Yeah. 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 That was me. Sorry. I messed up our, our, uh, our poker game. Oh, okay, you Maggie always ruining everything. <laughs> I, know. I know. Oh, that was gnarly. That car accident was not, was not, uh, was not cool at all. Um, oh, no. but, well, in but, fact, you just saved us a lot of money. That we didn't lose to Sage that night, you're or welcome. that I didn't lose to Sage anyway. And you're welcome. Exactly. You are exactly. welcome. Exactly. Uh, that's best. awesome, Sage. You should absolutely do that. You should do, you should do a one man show or or write something about your the chronicles of your life. You've you've had. I love it. You kind of like you're just always living. Yeah, I mean, I'm in this kind of weird place in my life where, where uh, acting is not the main hat that I, I wear, but I still definitely miss it. And the, um, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm I want to be in the business of, of satisfaction and fulfillment. And I think that like storytelling is mm -hmm. such a big part of that, yeah. you know, sharing my life with others and especially coming out of this uh, very strange time than the opportunity yeah. to connect with other people uh, feels more important than maybe it did before in the past. For sure. Totally. Yeah. Good for yeah. you. Love Thanks. that. Um, I think on, you know, uh, our psychos uh, and, all, and all of us on psych, um, Buzz, I feel like, was um, brought this, like, very sweet. I mean, the show is sweet anyway, but there was, like, mm -hmm. such a sweet innocence to uh, to Buzz and to you. Mm -hmm. You have that mm -hmm. anyway. Like, you have this, like joy and like kind of like lust for life you know all, all of that but like like buzz it's like in there even though i feel like he's he's probably a more simple person uh you uh but just the adorable the the uh in the pilot when you're learning how to dance and then just over the years mm -hmm. you're like everyone's ally everyone's like there's not a yeah you know well it's hard to imagine that that buzz would be a really good detective, I think, because he's so <laughs> friendly and nice that you think he might be polite. Mm -hmm. And um, and I always imagined that Buzz was a, was a Mormon. Mm. Like he just reminded me of some of my Mormon friends that are so just such good, honest, salt of the earth people mm -hmm. and so kind. And uh, I always thought that he had like like you're saying, like a quite a simple life with him and Francie and and Francie. that was you know that's how he lived his life right uh, and until he started moonlighting as a stripper of course oh but, yeah of course well I was getting there well you did say you wanted to, <laughs> you now wanted to work in the what was it satisfaction and um <laughs> fulfillment yeah fulfillment yeah <laughs> fulfillment <laughs> business so that would certainly um yeah yeah oh uh, that's so good you can always guys. go back to it I love it I love it. 
Um, should we dive into this uh, episode? Oh, and Sage, we we do fan questions as well. We get fan questions from oh, the um, cool. from the psychos. Yes, they were. I'm sure very happy. Uh, oh, I'm sure they were. I'm sure we got overloaded. We try to keep it down to like five. But um, okay, cool. Episode six. Tim, I'm going to need to get some breath for this one. No, Tim. I don't know if you're ready, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep. I admit I may not be ready for this one, but uh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So episode six, meat is murder, but but murder is also murder. (laughs) God, that was a rough one. You got them all. Um, And you'll, you'll have many more coming up. Um, I should have done a shot of my inhaler before that one. You should, <laughs> no, you were, you sounded great. You got it. You got it out. That was no joke. Um, I okay. did. It was deep. It was. It was, it was like yeah. a nice, uh, nice vibrato going on. All right, mm-hmm. pineapple sighting. So, which means, hang on, sorry, let me go back. Which means <laughs> I got a first here. Oh, it's the first time in our, the history of our show we use the word murder three times <laughs> in the title. Yet Is there it? was only one murder in the episode. So it's a trifecta of murders. That's our first right there. That's why you're going to be, you're going to, you have your work cut out for you in this, in this pod, Tim. Okay. And you should have stretched before I did this. Yeah, you should have, you should have. Deep breathing, everybody. Here we go. Uh, Pineapple sighting. Gus blurts out, key laces, shoe horses, pineapples. So maybe, so we don't have an actual pineapple sighting. Is that right, Devin? It feels like a massive cheat. It does. May I don't I still don't know when we got into the like it's it I think we get really creative as time goes on um uh, as to where it is. Like I have I know a necklace at one point, I have pineapple earrings at one point, so we'll see. Okay, cold open. Here we go. Flashback to Henry noticing footprints on the ground. We realize young Sean has baked Henry muffins to try to get out of being grounded. Gus hides in the pantry. Uh he's the one who actually baked them. Henry lectures Sean on how a lie always leads to another lie. Cut to normal time. Gus's uncle is in town, played by the wonderful John Amos. John Amos. Yes, who we were so, so, so uh, lucky to get. Um, Gus's uncle is in town. He is a <laughs> he is a complainer. Um, Sean said he went to two comic book stores and three women's volleyball games looking for Gus, <laughs> which is... Very funny. Juliet calls, which means they have a case. Gus says he can't make it because Gus's Uncle Burton thinks that he's the psychic detective. Sean invites his uncle to the police station to see Gus in his place of work. Um, This was very funny. Okay, I'm checking my notes. We take very professional notes here. That's a lie. Um, Hang on, Uncle Burton. I like this. This is a nice play-by-play you guys have going. It's like legit. Boom, boom, boom. We're moving right through it. It's all Have you not been listening to the podcast, Sage, to realize how freaking professional we are at all times? (laughs) Oh, I want to shout out Eric Lanaville, too, who who we love, and he's a great, uh, great director. I thought he had some really cool shots, actually, in this one. Um, You know, it's hard on TV schedules sometimes to, like, have the time to go and get that really cool uh, extra yada yada. Anyway, I felt like this episode mm-hmm. had some of those. Gus and but Sean. Have, yes. Sorry, when you have a crew like ours that's superhuman awesome. Yeah. Combined with an amazing director, then boom. That, kids, is where the magic happens. That is where the magic happens. Uh, yeah. Gus and Sean arrive at the crime scene with Burton. 
Officer McNabb tells them no guess. Burton says it's not a crime scene. There is no crime tape and no evidence, therefore he can enter. So I was going to say, one of the reasons this is going to be a trifecta of awesomeness this episode is because we are going to reveal, are you ready for this, kids? We are going to reveal the answer to one of the biggest mysteries in the history of the show, Psych. That has Ooh. nothing to do with an episode. I think they really appreciate when you tell them to like either pull over or maybe, uh, you know, stop doing whatever they're doing. So this might if be you a little If you have hats, you better hang on to them. <laughs> if you have hats, you better hang on to them. Okay. So that, that will, and once I get to that part, uh, this portion, that portion of the podcast, it'll, it'll go, we'll go back to Sage and say why Officer McNabb <laughs> was there that day. Correct. Uh-huh. And yeah. we also got to give a shout out. Officer McNabb eventually becomes, spoiler alert, Detective McNabb. Yes, oh. sir. Long time coming. Long time coming. We were also right. proud of you. Well deserved. <laughs> so deserved. All right. Okay. So uh, there's no he can't play. plus his uncle doesn't like that Gus refers to himself as Gus. Oh, instead of Burton. Sean mm-hmm. notices raw chicken next to vegetables in some takeout containers. Gus has a little Sean episode. This was very funny. Made me laugh out loud. Yes. Yes, Tim. And I was raising my hand, everybody. Yes. We got you. So um, as we're all, as they are all in the entry to the almost crime scene, we have to talk about what Judith's wearing. She has now gone. So last week she was in. um, Pepto pink. Actually, we we were changing. No, 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 no. You were in the Italian ice lemon yellow. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. I was. Yes. Which now Uncle Burton is in the Italian ice lemon yellow. So it went oh. from you in the sweater, the yellow lemon sweater, to last episode on down the truck comes murder, to uh, last year wearing that lemon yellow tie. And this time you are in, um, Judith's rocking, I can only describe it as an orange sherbet top. Oh, I was wearing orange. That's right. That Not is right. orange. Orange sherbet. It's like a pastel orange sherbet. And so what does that mean? What, what does the orange sherbet symbolize? does it mean? If you know me, you know I have been obsessed with Thrive Cosmetics for a while now. Not only do they make incredible makeup, like their liquid lash extension mascara, brownish black shade to be exact, but cause is in the name for a reason. Every purchase from Thrive Cosmetics supports organizations that help women thrive. I love this so much about them. Thrive Cosmetics message is incredible and inspiring. For every mascara, eye brightener, lip gloss, etc. purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. Plus, the makeup is stunning. These are high-performance beauty and skincare products made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. That means no parabens, sulfates, phthalates, certified 100% vegan, and cruelty-free, which you know is very important to me. My favorite uh, is the ultra-lengthening mascara that mimics the look of lash extensions without damaging glue or expensive salon prices. This is true because I had someone ask me if I had done something to my eyelashes <laughs> in a good way. They were like, wait, are they longer? Did you, do, you have, do you have lashes on? I also have the eye brightener, which helps me look like I've had plenty of restful sleep, even if I haven't, which I greatly appreciate. It's a vibrant, well-rested look in 13 shimmering shades. And while I'm at it, Their leave-on lip serum treatment is amazing and nourishes and restores dull, dehydrated lips. It gives your lips a smooth, glossy look, and it plumps and smooths while hydrating. 
Now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash pineapple. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash pineapple for 15% off your first order. Um, wait, is this where, has the horoscope happened yet? Hang on. No, not yet. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so Sean notices raw chicken next to vegetables and takes out the vegetable. Okay, Gus has a little Sean episode. The dead man's wife, the, the back and forth between Sean and Gus here and like, like, uh, James coaching him or Sean coaching Gus on how to have That was quite funny. It was really good. The dead man's wife yeah. reveals she was married to a food critic. Turns out mm. her husband had health problems. She wanted to make him a healthy home-cooked meal once a week. While exiting the home, Sean notices the dead man's tongue was coated black. Woo. Back at the office, Gus mentions a type of drug that caused the tongue to turn black. Gus calls upon his spirits in a performative way. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> performative Sean way. Back at the station, we see Lasseter with a brace on his arm. He wait, won't wait, tell wait, wait, us wait, wait, what wait. happened. Wait, wait. Okay, so... Um... The biggest mystery, I mean, <laughs> by far the biggest question, the most repeated question I always get when my friends start watching the show is, I'll get random text saying, why is Lasseter in a sling? So this is the first time we see, they walk in, we see Lasseter in a sling. Sean asks, Lasseter, what happened to your arm? I say, I don't want to talk about it. O'Hara says, yeah, he won't tell us either. And we never answered the question on the show. Are you already all sitting down? You pulled over? <laughs> you um, you off the treadmill? <laughs> Oh, the if you put those weights down back on the rack, good one. Because believe me, you do not want to have, you don't want to be pushing um, 140 pounds over your head right now. Y'all ready? Okay, I think I think I've, the warning is complete. So here's the story of why Lasseter is in a sling because Tim uh, had a massive wipeout on his mountain bike and broke his collarbone. This, this began, so I, I went, yes. I went to the gym that morning because I'm so buff all the time and was lifting some weights and uh, finished my morning, first part of my workout and literally thought to myself, what should I do for cardio? Should I like do the treadmill? And I thought, no, it's a beautiful day. I'm going to go for a bike ride. So I got on my bike and went all the way to Spanish Banks, which was quite, so I took, I was living in Kits at the time for That's you a, and those of you in Vancouver. It's a hall. Went to Spanish Banks, which was quite a ways away. And um, having a great ride. Mine, it's a beautiful day. I'm really loving it. And I looked at, I see a pile of gravel, gravel sitting near the parking lot. And I literally think to myself, well, that'll be fun to go over on the way back. Oh, no. So oh, no. <laughs> I start going, I go up the hill towards Point Grey, come down the hill back towards Spanish Banks, going much like Maggie, which you got her speeding ticket, way too fast. <laughs> Intending to just literally pop up, roll up and over this pile of gravel, like this three-foot thing of gravel. I hit this thing so fast, it catapulted me, as a tea kettle, as they say. And um, I come crashing down on my left shoulder, like fully, fully uh, vertical, like a giant just picked oh, me up and dropped, dropped to my head. Damn. so hard, and I, I could, I remember hearing my collarbone crack. Oh, and I sit up and I go, okay, I just broke my collarbone. Oh. And luckily, mm -hmm. I, that day I almost didn't take my cell phone with me. So I 
but I pull up my old Nokia flip phone, my red, my red and gray one that I used to have oh, back yeah. then. Mm-hmm. And um, luckily, and I, I called Dan Miller, our, our amazing, at the time he was our second ID, to say, uh, yeah, um, Danny, um, and I'm sitting there slowly going into shock oh. and saying, Danny, um, I'm not going to make it into work today. Uh, I just broke my collarbone. I'm waiting for an ambulance. So I call the ambulance. I call 911. Vague, only kind of vaguely knowing where I am. And I get a hold of someone on 911 and say, okay, I, I've just had a massive back, bike accident. I need an ambulance. I think I'm at the park. I'm at the end of the, the, the south end of the parking lot of the Spanish of Spanish Banks Beach. Mm-hmm. And like, it felt like four hours later, I see the ambulance like cooling around looking for me and I'm waving my good arm like going I'm over here and they kind of fall and they're like laying back down and then slowly sitting back up again eventually they um the nice paramedics put me in the back of the in the back of the ambulance take my bike they're so nice Canadians of course they take my bike with them put in the in the ambulance drive me to the ER and um in while I'm in the uh, back of the ambulance they give me something to inhale it felt like at the time it was some kind of like some kind of morphine item, but it mm. was, um, it really helped the pain. I don't know what I was inhaling, but it was good. <laughs> and oh. then cut to me being in the ER and then, um, this gets a little gross. Mm. Trying to remove oh. the, the gravel out of the, out of the back of my, my other shoulder. Oh, oh I, still, I, I still have a really nasty, um, road rash on, on my back, uh, one of my shoulders. Wow. So I took some more of the, uh, the beautiful thing, whatever they give me to inhale as they're scraping this stuff out of my back and, um, slowly start to, uh, recovery. And there's really with, with a broken collarbone, they just kind of leave it. There's nothing really to do for it. They can't cast it. Obviously sometimes they'll put a, they'll like a, a steel plate in there, but because I was out of the country, didn't really want to have surgery up there at the time. So now I still to this day have an overlapping clavicle. So there's a massive bump on my, it's not very attractive. Are you serious? Oh yeah! Wow, Tim. I mean, I knew it's, all that happened at the time, but that is—that's so intense. You're actually, I think, really lucky. Um, I hit—I hit, I hit so hard it cracked my helmet. Oh so that's, wow! That's why—that's why, kids, you always really got to wear a brain rolled. bucket. You, like, wear the brain over bucket a couple times, I guess. I don't huh? like that. Oh no! It, it wasn't a rolling. It was just one massive dumping upside down, falling, wow. cracking both my bone and my helmet. Wear those brain buckets, kids. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really okay. lucky I didn't break my freaking neck and you are really and lucky wasn't paralyzed but waste time. I I am that is awful. Yeah, no, all they could really do is is just put in a sling and tr- you try and keep it as immobile as possible. Right. So it doesn't overlap yeah. like mine did, which uh so that's why last year was in the sling and they never explained it just because I think they thought it would be just funnier just to to leave it as a, a mystery. So now you know. And at one point I'm I'm still in the hospital and I called Danny and I said, um, yeah, so um no, I'm coming to work tomorrow. And he's like, uh, yeah, no, dude, you're not. Cut to Sage. You can tell the story now. Sage, why were you in that in that scene? Well, I, yeah, I got this phone call and I can't remember if it was Dan Miller or who called me and said like, oh, are you available? I can't remember if they called me the night before or if it was the day of, but I think maybe you're right. Maybe it was the morning and then I shot that afternoon because I remember like when I was watching the episode, I remember the house and I remember the yellow paint in the house. It's funny how the memory remembers different things. But the version that I'd heard was not that you were hot dogging down the hill and trying to catch some air. The version that I heard was that like you were, you know, going around the seawall in a route 
or a, a stump came from nowhere. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> that was a different version of how the accident happened Amazing. that I had heard. But I mean, if I was in your spot, I might not have told the full and honest truth about my attempt to catch some big air. Oh, and I got, see, I, got, I got to stop you there. I was not attempting to get any air whatsoever. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be a jump that would catapult me. I just thought it was going to be a little, a little something I could oh, pop and roll over. This will be fun. Crash. Okay. Oh my God, it goes so fast. Oh no. <laughs> I originally heard that too. I originally heard seawall. Yeah. Cause yeah. there seawall are places and like root or stump or yes. something, which does happen. Cause they, they fall over like this year. There was so much um, windstorms that, and in rain at one point that they, that it washed out like a whole chunk of the seawall. The whole retaining wall was gone, and trees had fallen on it. And you know, Mother Nature sometimes. See, uh, now I could have gone. I could have gone with that story, but because I want to be honest <laughs> with our listeners and our amazing psychos and our devoted fans, I want to give you all the truth. So straight from the horse's mouth. I was going way too fast, being stupid on a, on a, on actually, you know, come to think of it, I am not really, I don't have a lot of luck with bicycles in Vancouver. My first, <laughs> my first bike, I had, this, I had this beautiful track, this beautiful track bike season one that I brought up with all my stuff and, um, which got jacked on Granville Island because I didn't lock it up of properly. Of course it did. Of course, of course it, it did. did. I've had, you're not living in Vancouver until you've had at least one or two bicycles stolen. Oh, yeah, Vancouver is where, is where bikes got to get stolen. I had a car so broken I, into, I think, twice. One or mm -hmm. call, yeah, yeah. yeah. I replaced that bike that was stolen with. Um, I went to a, one of the bike stores on on Granville, assuming that my my stolen truck would be there. Not true, but I bought this really nice, pretty <laughs> expensive uh, Marin Marin bike mountain bike, and um, those are nice. That's what I, that's what I trashed, which is now. Has not been ridden since because it's it's now uh, on the side of my house, kind of mm -hmm. rusted out. And I went from that to um, about a beautiful cruiser after that. I went, okay, I'm, oh. gonna, I'm done with mountain bikes. Take it, take it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there's like a mojo with the thing, you know, like once you've had a bad incident with a bike or with like a snowboard or something, you're like, like a tennis racket. You're like, I'm done with this item. I don't want to touch this item again. It's going to remind me of the incident. I'm moving on. Look at him with the tennis racket. I, I want to know a, a what broken, the tennis racket is a, too, Sage. A, a <laughs> I go to war on the tennis court. I go to war. It's a battle. I believe Sometimes you. it's humiliating. I'm playing against, you know, a couple of young guys. The, uh, you know, these young guys, Diego, he's 20 or 21 and I'm 44 and he's just running laps and it's very humiliating, but I'm <laughs> wanting to win. God, you're 44. I still think he's like the 20 year old kid. Me too. Showed up on right? The pilot. Yeah. Right. I, I yeah. kind of I love that you're older than me. Actually, that I was just had him. I was I always assumed you're younger than me. But ah, um, no, I had that. I had that after my car accident. I had always had like uh, it was like I was in like a little low sports car, and mm -hmm. uh, my accident. Uh, I I I went into like, I guess like the bed of an F one fifty, like a Ford F one fifty, and um, seeing that come at me like that i was like oh, oh from this yeah. this point on i will be sitting up um higher, higher. so you're not yeah 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 it just like did that 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 really stayed in my stayed in my my brain um mm -hmm. and tim i remember i think this began my runner with you uh after you had this accident of um constantly wanting to wrap you on bubble wrap yeah it was yes yeah i think it was it was bubble a, wrap. Um, but for years, I think I would text you from him. the elements. Yes. So you would always, before we do any stunt, you'd always stop and go, Tim, be careful. Well, so when I got the phone call, 
for this to, to work this day, I had, um, I had just been goofing around cause I wasn't scheduled to work for a few episodes. And, um, my girlfriend at the time and I, Sonny had, had bought like a, a box of hair dye and I had like hair dyed my hair. And cause it was like, it was, you know, I, I can't remember how old I was then, maybe like 26 to 27 or somewhere around there. And and I had just started to get a few tiny gray hairs, but not a lot, like just a few in there. And and just for funsies, I'd like thrown some, you know, hair dye on and um, not expecting that I was going to work the next day. And so then when we got called or when I got called and I showed up to set, I remember because Adina kind of came in the trailer and she looked at me. Incredible hair hairstylist, Adina. Yeah, Adina love was her. wonderful. Oh, yeah. The best. She was she was on site for the first six or seven seasons, a long time. Yeah. And uh I still see what she's up to via Facebook in, in her life and, and whatnot. And uh so she came in and she saw my hair and the expression on her face changed. And then she left the trailer and then she came back. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds <laughs> and, about uh, right. She said, she said, so you've, um, you've dyed your hair. And I was like, oh yeah, I was just kind of mucking about. And she's like, okay, all right. Well, um, now we have a choice. We can, uh, I can try to go into your hair and I can try to add these little tiny pieces of peppering gray that were here before. Cause you had a little tiny bit of, you know, uh, salt in here from spot to spot. And, uh, or this can be the thing from now on in, whenever you're doing the show, your hair will be like one solid color and it won't have that kind of stuff growing in. And I was like, Oh, I'm kind of okay with either one, whatever you want. And she's like, well, let's just, let's just make this the thing. And so this was the beginning of the broccoli bank dye in the hair, uh, that, that you, now lives you know, on. You're so, yeah. you're, I thought your salt always looked great. Pardon me? Your salt, the salt in your hair always looked great, Sage. Oh, thanks. It, I, mean, it I just, like the salt, and it's on the side. Is is I've got the salt, but I um, I'm liking this kind of hairstyle right now. And in to be honest, the uh, you know, in in the acting schmacting world, if you're all salt and pepper or all gray, there's roles available, but there's a lot more like doctors and lawyers and FBI agents and all that stuff, especially in this market in Vancouver. And I could play those guys for the next forty years. But there's also the young guys that are more uh, that, you know, you that are fun to play as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, so for the moment, I'm kind of liking <laughs> the uh, the dying, uh, the party up top and reality on the middle. Is what I, call it. Um, <laughs> uh, I haven't heard we'll that one, but change. I love it. It might, <laughs> it might change in the next couple of years. Um, yeah, I got to say the um, that that tied on the side is is a little reminiscent of last year's season eight hair. I mean, mm. I didn't go that short on the sides, but you did have a yeah. very cool do uh, season eight, mm -hmm. Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, as I've gotten older and tried to redo that one, I've realized you got to have a really skinny face to do that to pull that one off. Which I no longer have that skinny of a face, so that that the the undercut doesn't work for me anymore. So now I'm just well, it's all it's going where it's going, man. I, I it, think you can yeah. pull it off. I still thought, I mean, I, I like this look you have right now because this look right now says wisdom. Yeah, he's, he looks, yeah, you look That's great. That's a very kind of way to you to say it, Sage, thank you. No, it says wisdom. It says wisdom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, you know what I've been doing occasionally um, is the cold plunge. Have you guys ever cold plunged? I have, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's intense. It's really good for yeah. you, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. And uh, I, I did 10 in a row. I did 10 days in a row. I did cold plunges. And I have a sauna in my backyard. I built a sauna trailer. And um, wow. so I was doing the sauna and the plunge. And when I do that every day, it drains all the glands and the lymph system. And then your face really changes in a short period of time, I noticed when I was doing that. Oh. Um, so then the haircut looks better. So my haircut <laughs> would look much better if I was plunging right now. But, you know, I apologize for this current look. The, but, the, um, the effort, the, the work, the ends of the earth that we go to make our hair <laughs> and faces look good. It's true. But uh, that's also really good for you, I think. Overall. Thank God this isn't. This is just an audio podcast. Not having to look at how handsome you are, Sage, because you make me really angry. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding, and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about the doom scrolling, sleeping too little, sleeping too much, undereating, and overeating. I definitely grind or clench my teeth at night. That is, whenever my teeth start hurting, I know uh, I'm 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 under more stress than I even realize because it's like working itself out when I'm sleeping at night. <laughs> stress shows up in all kinds of ways, and in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, and grind all the time, here is your reminder to take care of yourself, do less, and maybe try some therapy. I have uh, used BetterHelp myself, and I think that the the whole experience start to finish is, it's just so easy to use. It's so fast. It's so tailored. It feels like a really personal experience. And um, I don't know, I guess I feel like it, it, it can, it can't hurt, you know, to always give it a try if you're going through something or need help um, to reach out. And they make it super easy to do that. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. The psychologists are in. Listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash pineapple. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash pineapple. Let's go back to yeah, the one, episode. Yeah, one, last, one final nugget about my, uh, Your my accident. massive bicycle accident. So the day after my um, bicycling incident, shall we call it, mm-hmm. after the route attacked me, <laughs> Dulé yeah. Hill, who shows up to my house with Dulé Hill with a gift? Of course. Do you remember what the gift was? So generous. No. Oh, gosh. No. What was it? Bourbon? A new helmet? No, it was, <laughs> I wouldn't have appreciated the bourbon more. It was a, a set of training wheels. Smart uh, ass. But they were kind of like vintage 1930s training wheels. I don't know where he came came up with them. That is wonderful. I remember this now. I do. And they were they were old, like antique training wheels. That's amazing. Sure, I, think I think he said they were from the whole cast. Yeah, I think we all kind of chipped in on that. But I do. I Dulé Dulé did the uh, Dulé did the legwork there. So good. So right. good. <laughs> Um, all right, Sean. Okay, rem- we're back in. Oh wait, all right. I'm going back in, guys. Sean remembers the takeout box in the fridge has a curvy A on the top of the box. Gus recognizes Antonio's as the restaurant. Sean and Gus enter the kitchen of Antonio's. They pretend to be from the health department. He said the health department was just there a few days ago. As the chef mentions, he wasn't upset about the murder of the food critic. Lassiter and Juliet arrive to arrest him. Apparently, the food critic ate poisonous rest- uh, mushrooms from the restaurant the night before. Because he was 
murdered. Yeah, we were due. We were definitely due for we one. Were due. Yeah. We were due. yeah. Sean notices how the mushrooms were chopped. The mushrooms were cut into cubes at home, but the mushrooms at the restaurant were slashed. So Gus so is are, are we, Yes. Uh, sorry, have we showed up to arrest the um the yes. chef yet? Yes, we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Played by uh, Peter Grasso. Oh, uh, he yeah, he's great. I I was like, yeah. I remember thinking at the time. Yeah, is he uh, Vancouver? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Vancouver guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have an observation now that we are in the um into arrest. So O'Hara has um now ditched the orange sherbet to go <laughs> back to the Pepto Pink because we cannot let you go one episode without you showing up in Pepto Pink. We, it was, it's really something. I, I wonder what that, what, who made that note or mandate um, that it was uh, the Pepto, the Pepto pink every week. Did you have input on these colors or you? Not at were, this point. It was just, no, it was I think, just, that's how it went. I think in the early days, I was definitely more like, I'll just do what they say. And uh, mm -hmm. then later, I definitely think I weighed in a little more on, on wardrobe, wardrobe stuff. I think the answer is probably that Bonnie Hammer, the president of the network at the time, must must have loved Pepto Pink. Yes, she was very. Um, she has great fashion sense, like herself, um, and I know that she she had like uh, weighed in. I think on the look of the shows, so I don't mind it. I just love that we have a name for it, that kind of pink now, because it is. It's a good color on you. It's, it pink. makes you mm -hmm. makes you makes you very rosy. Very it's, rosy. It's a, it's a good color on you. Very. Okay, Sean and Gus arrive at the local newspaper office. They ask the critic's assistant if there were any angry letters from people who hated the critic. They have a whole folder of angry letters from restaurants. Montage time. <laughs> Devin. <laughs> Sean, Gus, and Uncle Burton visit all the restaurants who complained, uh, who complained to try the food. Sean visits the office of the newspaper staff. He reads everyone in the room and gets hired. Sean's job is to write horoscopes. Gus mm, said they were, funny. they were too specific. Sean mentions he wrote them for spe uh, with specific people in mind. Cut to Jules and Lassie reading the horoscopes. Sean wrote one specifically about Lassiter. <laughs> he walks backwards for good luck. And for Juliet, Sean wrote, uh, your one true love will wear sneakers and an Applejack's shirt. Sean's obviously wearing that in the next scene. Um, I feel like that Applejack shirt stuck around for a long time. It did. We, I, yeah. I'm sure. Right? He, that's his green. That's his color. I remember pausing shooting on the pilot for like an hour and a half at one point. <laughs> and um, there was a discussion going on in Los Angeles about what color shirt he was going to wear in a pivotal scene. And nothing happened for an hour and a half. And then eventually wow. they chose that green. And that was, but that feels to me like that's part of like the psych coloring. It scene. is. But yeah. That was, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is how we make television. Pausing, <laughs> I'm just thinking maybe it was a shamrock um... green. Like, good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Sean and Gus meet with a mushroom farmer. Um, he mentions a guy came in last week. Uh, this is a very funny scene where he is. Asking. Yeah. Tripping cojones, as they say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. Um, he mentions a guy who came in last week asking for poisonous mushrooms. Sean and Gus arrive back at the office. Henry's there. Henry mentions that Antonio's uh, had a veggie burger, uh, but he added beef broth. This crazy vegan lady started an uproar about this. Sean and Gus arrive at a drive-thru where she yells, meat is... Murder. Murder. 
And I think it's the first time that, um, and then Dulé at one point, I believe names the title. I think Dulé is lying back to her where he, where he said, she says meets he does. murder. And he says, yes, meets murder, but murder is also murder. Oh my God, he does, he does. Which, yeah. is, which is the first time we've ever named the episode in the episode. I have swirly, whirly jungle pants. I'm not exactly sure where that is, but uh, I, oh, it's before uh, meeting the chef, but that, um, wherever that is, it made me laugh and I wrote it down, but I don't know. Oh yeah, but murder is also murder. I wrote that down too. Um, murder, she There was wrote- a funny line in the beginning too with the, that I thought was hilarious with the, the wife of the critic and saying that like, they're like, you know, she's like, oh, I lived my life and he rated everything. And then Sean's like, well, surely not everything. Yeah, I, like, I cut that oh too. Oh my God. And, and, and then, and then she looks at him and says, I never got above two stars. <laughs> I, wrote that down. I wrote that down. I, I love that line. It's terrible I, I do, and I wonderful. A, I have a first in the, um, in, when you were reading, when O'Hara was reading last year's horoscope. First of all, we find out that Laster apparently is an Aries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with first time as Laster walks away, it's the first time we ever see him with with his sidearm on his hip wearing a paddle mm. holster because, of course, I couldn't wear a shoulder holster. Because of your because, shoulder. Because oh, yeah. My shoulder was in a sling. So it's the first time we see him ever with a gun. We see a gun and him not wearing it on his, on his shoulder holster. It's not a terribly mm-hmm. exciting first, but it's it is though because that is your that's like your Lasseter. Uh, Tim always says when when that was like the moment when once he put on his like shoulder holster is when he felt like Lasseter. You know how we have those things that mm-hmm. like you just kind of yeah. like yeah. So, so really, it's it's amazing that I was able to continue this episode wearing the gun <laughs> on my hip and not on the shoulder. I mean, yeah. I, I thought I would have fallen apart. I was thinking that it didn't seem like it was Lasseter in this episode. I thought it was a different guy, but it, that's probably what it was. It was just the, the the holster changed everything. Well, it's because it was actually you, Sage, in the first scene. So in a weird what? way, you're right. True. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Juliet notices Sean's shirt. She asks if he, uh, oh, if he bought it today. He says he's had it forever. Gus Wait, accused- are we still at the station? What? Are we still at the station? No, we're at the meat is murder. We're at the um, the the drive through the protest. Oh, we're at the protest. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Gus accuses the meat is murder girl, but she's innocent. We find out shortly later that the editor's assistant was chosen to be the new food critic. Turns out he's the murderer. <laughs> Sean and Gus reveal the details by slapping each other and sharing brain power. There's a very funny line in here too that it's it's murder she wrote, not murder they wrote. Um, oh yeah. Uh, that oh, there's also, there was there's a weird note I, I noticed because throughout the episode, um, Uncle Burton keeps naming off different detective shows he watches. Oh yes. Yeah. Diagnosis and there's, murder. There's is a very one funny of them. one where he says, "You know, diagnosis murder never." Some rather than the character, he just says the, the title of the show. Yeah. You think diagnosis murder does it that way? It's very it was very was cute. Not, I also have to to call out a psych out that we will have where uh, that we have where um, we were we were on John Amos's um, uh, close up and in the car they're dry it's when they were driving all around and and he's reading his lines off his sides in yes. the scene and the boys are like are you <laughs> it's actually it's adorable because James and Dulé crack up and they cannot get they cannot get it together. Um, but I believe it exists somewhere, that blooper, uh, and we'll find it. Oh. 
And if we don't, the psychos will, I'm sure, of Johnny misreading his lines in the back. It's very funny. Anyway. Out of all the shows he names, I had actually done a diagnosis murder early in my career. And then he says, I think he also says a Matlock. And you did diagnosis murder? That's oh, hilarious. Really? That was the early days of my career. Yeah. And um, in looking at John's IMDb, he had, he, had, he had done a Matlock. So out of this list of shows that he talks about throughout the course of the episodes, I had done one, he had done one, and um, that's all I got on that. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, I love oh, that. We, that's another weird uh, premonition or another weird kind of a psychic Rever- tie sort of, sort of a revert, a reverse premonition. It's a reverse premonition, but we talk about all the stuff on the show that we, uh, Tim is really good at keeping track of, that we like either mention that happens later, like that we manifest basically just mm. by talking about it or whatever, and all the connections we have to other things that we've now gone back to watch and been like, oh, we predicted this. We said this. Um, okay. We're almost there. Sean mm. claims he's having a vision and he asks Jules to go to drinks. She declines. For now. Character foreshadowing. Uh, Sean made a new employment <laughs> contract for the assistant. Uh, Gus says he'll sign it later. That is funny. That is funny. That scene is funny. Do we? Re- do you remember who he says? You can sign it as Don Cheadle. He says he- <laughs> Don Cheadle. Oh, oh. Yeah, he does do a Don Cheadle. Right? <laughs> He's like, he can sign it as Don Cheadle. Yay! Okay, we have okay fan questions. Fan questions. Oh, hang on. Sorry, I got, before we get to fan. Yes. Have we done the wrap up? Oh yeah. In this scene, okay. Yeah. I see. I was just so enamored by our amazing podcast. I got so excited, and I forgot to look at my notes during the wrap up in the um in the newspaper room. O'Hara is now in the brightest aquamarine blue <laughs> top I've ever oh, seen in my great. life. This is great. This is great. I'm the whole rainbow. It's the whole rainbow of of colors. It's true. Mm-hmm. It is very bright. Um. Okay. Fan questions. Ready? This is for for all of us. Do you guys read horoscopes? I will say not always, but, um, but I do like if I, if I come across it or like, I don't really seek out reading my horoscope. I'll do other things. Like I'll look up what numbers mean and I look up certain things like that, but the horoscopes I haven't done as much lately. There was a time I read it every single day though. I'm a Leo. What about you, Tim? Do you read horoscopes? I don't. I did. I used to when I when my when I was living in my parents' house and they still got the newspaper. I would. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd glance through them and go, "Well, maybe that's that." But then, um, no, I don't really uh, seek them out any now. How um how many stars would we each give each other's cooking? I mean, we haven't really cooked for each other, so what would we give our own? I mean, Tim, we we haven't cooked. I mean, Allison, I feel like has cooked, or Robbie will cook at your house or cooked at your house, but yeah, I, I used to be the cook. Okay. Well, then you're, I'd give you five stars because the food at your house is insane. I was pretty good back when I could cook. Yeah. What about you, I, I have a feeling your cooking would be top shelf. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, buddy. Five stars. Uh, five stars. Five Sage, stars. What, five what's, stars. what's your cooking? What's your cooking level like? Well, I'm not by any means a trained cook, and I'm, I never use measurements, but I cook with passion. And with excitement. <laughs> and uh, I actually. Yeah, let, let's group. hope that's not how you uh, refurbish your houses. <laughs> yeah. Not so much with the measurements. Excitement. Yes. It is. It's well, art. It's, it's, a, it's an art. Even if it's not great, there is like, you're still creating something. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, that's what I love about working on the old houses. First of all, I love old houses. And each one is like, I don't have to. It has to be good enough. Most mm. of the time, this one's different because it's five years, but sometimes I, I, you know, do a quick 
lipstick on a pig, as they say, reno on a house that's coming right. down in six months or nine months. And so, so there's some self-expression there, but that's how I cook. Uh, I'm a vegetarian since birth. So I cook a lot of like oh, wow. veggie, veggie stir fries with coconut curry and, uh, and like a bed of rice noodles is kind of a signature dish I do. And, um, yeah, I love cooking for people. I think it's such a rewarding and Communal. fulfilling experience to like share your food with someone. It is. It's... John Favreau had that show, right? Didn't he have a show where he brought people over and he cooked for them? Who? John Favreau. Um, I think. Oh, I think so. Yeah, Dinner there was a show like that. Yeah. yeah. It's ancient. It goes yeah. back to, you know, it's like breaking bread. That's your, that's yes. the, yeah. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely got, um, it was something I took on in the pandemic that I'm pretty proud of that uh, I would I would say I've moved from a one to a two and a half star, maybe a three star at this point. I'm getting, do you, do getting you better. have a signature dish? Um, I have a few. I have a signature side dish that I can I, I feel really good about. It's a uh, it's like a garlic spinach that is sort of like a cream spinach, but I'm celiac, so I can't mm. have, so I make it gluten-free because most cream spinach has, you know, wheat in it or um, flour in yeah. it. So um, I've done, I would say that one. And then uh, I have a, a, a sole I can make, a fish, a dover sole. Uh-huh. I'm just, yeah, yeah. And then I have a taco, oh, but that's nice. actually stolen from uh, my friend because she has uh, the greatest taco recipe ever. Um, so I tried mm. to do that, but yeah. I mean, I, I cooked a lot. Brussels sprouts. I cooked a lot during the pandemic, but I, I would say the only ones that I would be like, like proud to uh, bring somewhere or do something would be those. Yeah. I remember last Thanksgiving, I asked who's cooking. You said, me, God help us. <laughs> oh, I did. I did actually cook. Um, the only thing though is I have to, I, I picked up a, a honey baked ham turkey, so I didn't start to finish the turkey. Uh, I just, I did the look, but I did all the roasted vegetables. I did the pumpkin pie. I did the, I did the whole thing. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Love me a good pumpkin pie. Mm. Didn't you send me some pictures of some pumpkin pies that didn't quite work? I'm trying to remember this. Yeah, I think so. I think it did. It did. Very but fun. then there were also some some pumpkin pies that were successes. No, there was one. <laughs> that is the one that got eaten. <laughs> I was trying to give it to you. <laughs> the others were not. Um, okay, who on the site cast is the best cook? I think we would go Tim on that. Um, I think so, yeah. And who is the biggest food critic? Oh, gosh. That would be Dulay. I was just going to oh, say yeah. that. <laughs> Oh yeah. Dulé is very serious about his food. I don't know if he's a good cook, but he is definitely like, he knows and likes his food. He, he, yes, yes. He's probably like, he's traveled so much and worked in so Mm -hmm. many different locations that he's probably been to restaurants all over, right? On coast to coast. Yes. I'd say he's a food connoisseur. Um, Yeah. I think he was always the one when we were going up to dinner that would sort of suggest the places. Yes. Yes, he was. Or he would always have found like the new spot in Vancouver that we should all go hang out at. Oh, no. No, he did. He always did. Um, okay. If you could get a free meal like the boys and Uncle Burton did, what would you order? Oh, that's a good question. What would mm. I order? I'd probably get some like, I mean, I do like seafood. I'd probably do. Um, like a seafood tower, Mastro's has a great one, but like some big crab legs, I don't know, and and some champagne. <laughs> <laughs> and oyster, like that vibe, probably. What would you do, Tim? Or Sage? Um, 
if I was getting like a free meal, I'd probably go um like a really nice steakhouse. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's go to Mastro's, Tim. Let's, I was just going to say when I was at Vegas at a convention a few weeks ago and my friend Ron came down because he was came down to visit me and I hadn't seen him in a long time. I took him to the Mastro's and it was um incredible and astronomically expensive, but an amazing <laughs> meal that um was well worth it. Sage. Let's go to Mastro's. What do you think, Sage? Or what would be your... your uh, uh, I like, I probably pasta, like Ooh. a really nice Italian. I mean, now when I eat a lot of pasta, I want to have a nap afterwards, you know, carbo coma. But I do love like a veggie lasagna or cannelloni and mm. uh, all the cheeses. I just love all the cheeses they have, all the pecorino, romano, ricotta, you know, all the really high quality stuff. I just love it. So uh, love that the, would probably be the it. Italian. Yeah. I skipped over a fan question because we already explained it, but it was why was Lassie's arm in a sling? So mm. now yeah. we know. Um, did anyone else, did anybody have anything else they want to add to this uh, wonderful, glorious time we've a little, had together? A little bit about Sage. So my first memory yes. of Sage is meeting him on the pilot in the um, in that youth hostel down at... Um, that was the Jer police Jericho station, Beach. right? Yeah, Jericho, the yeah, our police yeah, and you, we were in a cross service, and you handed me a. You, this was my downfall almost. You said, "You said here, do yourself a favor, try some of these." And um, it was um, Hawkins cheesies, which oh. are specifically Canadian. Um, they're kind of like Cheetos, but they were specifically okay. Canadian brand. That um, I love it. I could go through a, an entire bag. Like I could, I'd be really careful when I was in my bag, living on my own, because I, if I could go through a bag of, of Hawkins cheesies on my own. Oh. They're so they're so addictive and salty, and like they have all sorts of terrible ingredients that you know you should just definitely not be eating. But they're so good, those Hawkins cheese. And it was all your damn fault, Sage. Yeah, yeah. But also, man, they're a good thing to get hooked on a good Canadian product. I that love it. Coffee crisp. How did I yeah. not Ketchup have chips. those? Oh, coffee crisp by now, but not not. Uh... Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, this was Sage. It's so great to see you um, anyway, but it's so fun to talk about all of this. It's like you're exactly the the same, just this like bright <laughs> ball of energy, but it's true, Tim, right? I'm like, it's just- this. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, and, yeah, and we're so yeah. happy and grateful um, you could join us today, especially after knowing all these, uh, the story of, how you got to be in in Mita's murder? Um, yeah, sorry, Mita's what? Oh, sorry. Murder. How you got to be? In, wait, wait. Let's do it. Let's all like. I, okay, I'm this let is you how Sage go. got in to be in meat. Meat uh, is, is murder, but murder is also murder. That's a rough one. Okay. On the count of three, we should all put out our best murder. One, two, three. Murder. The wow. trifecta of murder, wow. as we like to call it. Sage, we love you a lot. And um and let's have you back. Let's let's have there's I was just in my head, it was like after I was thinking about it. I was like, there's so many great episodes and moments. I feel like Buzz has in in seasons coming up too, very, very critical, pivotal moments in the episodes as well. And I was like, oh, we will, oh, we're going to have you back yeah. 
a bunch. So. Oh yeah, this was great. It was so nice to hear from you guys. And, and, and I gotta say, thank faces. you for saving the episode. <gasps> yes, since um, you saved the episode, somebody got stupid on his bicycle and hurt himself. So Sage came in and saved the day and saved the episode. Yeah, he well, saved the episode. I mean, all of the the things that were crazy and terrible in my life lead to the best stories. And so I suspect that bike accident will, will be a great story that you'll have yeah. with that lovely spot on your collarbone that will remind you oh of my. that lovely incident the rest of your life. Yeah. I'm going to have to post a picture of my rusted bike on the, um, on the, for the socials. Oh, please yes. do. Please do. I'd love to see it. Yes. <laughs> uh, we need that. That's going to be posted for sure. Yeah. Um, well, love you both Sage. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. Tim. Thank you guys. This I'll was really great. Thank you for having said, me. Great oh my God. Buddy. We, we yeah. we're so happy you're here. It's so great to see you. Glad you're well. And, um, we'll be hitting you up very soon for the next one. <laughs> nice. Love it. Love it. Maggie, I'll talk to you in five minutes. And Tim, I love you. I'll talk to you in five minutes. Bye. Bye. See you guys. Bye buddy. Bye. Bye. What a great episode. We love Sage so much. Thank you guys for listening to episode six of The Psychologists Are In. Please follow us on our Instagram at The Psychologists Are In and our Twitter at Psychologist Pod. We love you so much, psychos. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for everything. We will see you next week. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.